Welcome back to The Hidden Things and Hidden Things, episode 23, an episode near and dear to my heart for a number of reasons that would take far too long to get into, but I will briefly blame Robert Anton Wilson. Now then, there's a reference that I'm not going to explain, which means the hidden things and hidden things have another hidden thing in them. We need to go deeper. I think if I was some sort of literary person, I would be able to point at some sort of deal where the hero can't resolve the heroic quest without resolving their own personal junk first. And I guess that's what this is. I don't know. There's a little bit of that. There's definitely some family junk here. And, and it, it has to do with everything that happened with Calliope, why the band didn't really work and why Josh and her didn't really work and what, why she's out in LA. So her whole backstory sort of unfolds throughout chapter 17. This is probably not the episode to make this commentary, but I'm going to mention it now anyway while I'm thinking of it. The funny thing about this particular scene with her mom is that this is the whole, this was in my first draft, everything with her and her family. And for those of you who have read the book, you know that um, this, actually chapter 17 goes on for a bit. And there's quite a bit of stuff here with um, Calliope and other people around her hometown and working out previous business and all kinds of other stuff. There's a couple of reasons for this. Um, but I want to talk about why it was short in the first place. So I was doing a first draft and the whole scene with Calliope was, you know, coming in, meeting her mom, this, this bit here with the shoulder, Sandy storms out. They talk for a while around the table for basically the whole afternoon, but we keep cutting away from them and then cutting back to them. And we've passed a little bit more time. They basically talk around the table and get their clothes cleaned and have some coffee. And that, that's it. Calliope leaves. Everything's happy. Go lucky. My editor, when she was going through this, was very enthusiastic about the idea of getting more here, more stuff, and talking about wanting to have some resolution of the relationship here. My first thought on that was, like, you only think that there needs to be resolution because you're not from the Midwest, or more specifically, you're from New York. You think there needs to be more talking. To those of you from the Midwest, you understand. Calliope went into her mom's place after they'd been estranged and not talking to each other for 10 years. They sat down, they had coffee together around the kitchen table, and nobody yelled at anybody for over three hours. They're good. They don't ever need to resolve anything ever again, and they'll probably never talk about it again. But more people than the people in the Midwest need to actually read about this thing, so um, uh, <laughs> I had to write more. I, I have had people from the Midwest read this and tell me that this is the only part of the book that they really don't care for because they sort of think to themselves, if I wanted Midwest family drama, I could go home. Yeah, it hits a little bit too close to home. And also they kind of just like, could you just go back to the dragon? The dragon was cool. I don't want to deal with this stuff. Which is kind of where I am on it. But I, I do really love a lot of what we find out in this scene. So I like what we get from Phyllis. I got to write the dad who doesn't even show up in the first draft. And I got to write the sheriff. And there was also a really good point that a friend of mine, a writer, whom I've already mentioned, who's actually the reason that I got started writing this book in the first place, uh, Dee Knippling. She was saying something to the effect that every scene until you get to the resolution of the book needs to be more tension at the to the book. This is not rocket science. But what she said was, you, know, you need to go back and look at your scenes. And if you've got a scene where there isn't any tension, where everything seems to kind of be cool and everything just sort of resolves, but it's not the end of the book, it's a trick. She didn't say cut it. She said, it's a trick. 
if dad and son are sitting there and having a good conversation, but it's not the end of the book, it's because dad is stalling until the guys in the white coat show up to cart the son away. I realized that that was what was happening here, that the reason that this is all hunky-dory and they're just talking is because her mom's kind of stalling, waiting for the sheriff to show up. Either she knew that the sheriff was coming because Sandy and her gave each other a look or Sandy called and she didn't exactly know, but she was fine with it. But either way, this isn't a scene that things get better. It's a scene where things get worse. And that gave me so much more room to play around with the rest of everything else that happens in this chapter, which honestly is some of my favorite stuff. It gave me a couple of speeches that I might get to in the next episode that I get to do um, with Calliope and, you know, Calliope in some ways is trapped in a 16 year old's body. On the other hand, she is an adult and she's been, she's 10 years older than anybody around here really remembers. And she's not going to lay down for anybody. And I get to assert herself and be the grown up amongst grown ups. And that part felt really good too. She's been playing with some pretty hard customers for a while. So she's not going to let, you know, a little bit of glad handling from the local sheriff work on her. Scene with Josh. 10 minutes away from the house and they turn around and drive all the way back to LA. Wouldn't you love to be the guy in the backseat on that drive? Um, that's where everything really falls apart for, for them. I, it, it takes longer. I guess chronologically this happened and then they broke up and then later he left the band. And we've seen the scene where he tells her he's leaving the band. We never see the scene where they break up. We don't, I don't think need to. I think it's enough to know that she cried when he said he was leaving the band and didn't cry when he said he was leaving because I knew that was going to happen is what she said. And this is the moment when she knew it was going to happen. Josh doesn't have any family. He's lost his family. The one family member he does have, he doesn't know he has until, you know, the beginning of the story. He doesn't know that Mikey's not actually, you know, he doesn't know all that stuff with Mikey. So he's alone and all he really wants is a family. And he has the opportunity here to make Calliope's family his family. And she says no, because it's more important to her at that point in her life that she can't deal with it than it is to see what it is that he needs. That's, that's Calliope. That's Calliope screwing up. She's not perfect. And that's one of the places where she is sort of poster child for not perfect. She lets him go because they were never going to be all right because he would always want that. And she would, she's, even if she said yes, she would have always said no when they were 10 miles from the house. They could be friends, but he's not, there's a line from a show I happen to, I happen to have a great deal of respect for the writing of, and I know some other writers do as well from an old, show called Gilmore Girls. Great writer on that. And the mom, who is a bit more world-weary and so forth, talking to a boyfriend that her daughter has just dumped and saying to him, you were a great first boyfriend. Not, you know, because in her mind, there's actually that category, that the category of guy who's first boyfriend, you know, the, the person she knows, looking back at her life, that there will always be this first boyfriend. He will always have that flag that every other boyfriend will be compared to. And he made a great first boyfriend. And Josh is, Josh is kind of that for her. He's not the first boyfriend, but he is that first serious relationship. And unfortunately, she wasn't ready for the relationship. And she screwed it up 
to the point where they can never have that kind of relationship, even though I think, as we've seen in the book, not to give myself too much credit, but I think we've just seen in the book, that was a good relationship. They were cute together. They were good together. They had a lot of affection and they had a lot of good going on there, but she couldn't resolve all of her previous garbage, which is all on her, honestly. It's not his fault. Um, I can I can entirely lay that on Cal- Calliope's feet and say, that is you screwing up. And she's still not quite there, as we've seen with her with her and Tom. She's still... At least at the beginning of the book, she's not quite there. Calliope decided she needed to come here. It wasn't Vicus telling the dragon, yeah, we need to go to her mom's place. It wasn't any of that. She was looking and at the sign where all the hidden things were and in the hidden lands, and she said, we need to go here first. It's not entirely her decision. We find out later. It wasn't entirely her idea, but she went along with it. She finally, she finally listened to somebody that wasn't her. Um, or Vicus, I guess. And and comes here for that. So I said that this is the thing she has to do before she continues on with her quest. It's a fair argument to say that this is her quest and all the rest of the stuff is like, this is her boss fight. Her mom, her dad, the town, that's her boss fight. Getting all that crap resolved is, is the big deal. This is the big level up for Calliope. And I actually think, yeah, that may be right. I think it's noteworthy. Again, I'm going to talk about the meta level structure of this book that I wasn't thinking about at the time. I think it's noteworthy that at the end of this chapter, we move on to stage five, which is acceptance. So yeah, this is for, there's a good argument for saying that chapters 18, 19 in the epilogue are all wind down. Even though a lot of people get shot and threatened and dragon threatens to eat people and Mikey's creepy and stuff like that. It, it's all, this is where a lot of stuff happens. It's an interesting thing to think about this. I've been away from writing this book for long enough now that it, it's still my book, but it doesn't feel like the book that I just finished writing. And I can look at it now and I sort of analyze some of the structure stuff and the beats and things like that, that are, they're there, but I wasn't thinking about them when I was in the weeds. You know, you don't, I'm in the middle of it. You don't think about it. And I'm, there's rough bits. There's bits that I can look at and say, oh, that word is wrong. That's really not what I should have said there and stuff like that. And I can, I can look at it and say, well, maybe that structure would have been better here. Or I got a little bit too much business and it's breaking up the dialogue or whatever. Those are my own little hiccups and I'm probably never going to get rid of them. But it was great when I was writing it. And it's still pretty damn good. And in hindsight, although I've, I've enjoyed learning more about the craft, I'm glad I didn't know what I didn't know when I wrote this. I still am, and I think I probably always will be, because there's a part of this that needs to be rough and untamed and unschooled and uneducated, because that's a little bit of what Calliope is, and really everything else in here. It needs to just be. So I'm okay with it. Even when there's parts where I'm like, man, I should have just not had that that in there, or the dialogue is weird, or why did I give Vicus and like say he had a New Jersey accent when I never read him with a New Jersey accent ever, 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 ever. Anyway, so that's that. Next time, we will have, it's going to be all Calliope and her family and all the business in town and almost getting arrested and all kinds of stuff. The sheriff and all kinds of fun stuff. Maybe a showdown with her sister too. I don't know if we're going to get that far this next time. I think chapter 17 is pretty long, so we're going to be a while in this thing. But uh, when we get out of here, mm, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff in here too. I'm looking forward to it. A little bit of arguments are always good. 
I, I will want to apologize though. Um, there are a lot of people in here doing Midwestern accents. And once I start that, it's really difficult for me to shut it off. So I pity Tim, my never, my ever patient uh, sound engineer, because people, the number of edits that he has to do here where I'm redoing takes over and over and over again, because after slurring through the dialogue, I have to, I slur through the narration, really not to be believed. The last one that was really bad was 78 edits in a 14 minute take. So have pity on my engineer because he's doing most of the, of the heavy lifting in this one. Next time, episode 24 and family drama in the Midwest. Dun, dun, dun.